Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Season 3 is almost here, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hello everybody, Mike Bloom here, back in the saddle once more on my Wild Hunt-esque steed to cover yet another season of The Witcher. Uh, you all were probably seeing the trailer for this and said in true Geralt fashion, eh, I can't believe The Witcher is already back, but here we are covering the final round of Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. We were in for, at least in this moment, five more episodes and then three more of him as we get to see him, Cirilla, Yennefer, and the rest navigate the continent for The Witcher's third go-around on Netflix. Now, of course, I am not alone here. I have, in true uh, life-imitating art fashion, done a bit of my own recasting in terms of co-host so please welcome the liam hemsworth of post show recaps josh wiggler i was gonna say that i feel like uh i I wanted to say that the role of angela bloom will be played by liam hemsworth this season but i don't know if that quite works only Uh, in my dreams and the role of liam hemsworth unfortunately will be played by josh wiggler uh sorry about that folks i know you were really excited for a hemsworth on psr you just get me i am not going to get into any black mirror spoilers but there is something uh to the effect of some a twist in episode one that feels very like flaggy in my mind at this moment with all this talk about liam hemsworth playing josh wiggler yeah and i really appreciate that you're not spoiling my black mirror season six episode one cameo that i'm uh, oh shit I just did it. Damn it, man. All right, well, we're just going to conduct some magic over the listeners Uh to erase their memory because we are back on our medieval bullshit, and we are talking about Netflix's flagship 
fantasy series in The Witcher. Yeah, it's just like doing like the mental scan of that, and that's for sure the case. It was very much, I think, them trying to create their own version of Game of Thrones, which they have been successful for. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're in its third season. They're Game of Thrones th- survived the recasting of Jon Snow, right? Like they were, yeah. they did well multiple, when they recast the kept recasting of Daenerys Targaryen as uh-huh. well. Uh, yeah, multiple survived- Dario Naharises. Uh huh. Yeah, they had uh, Luke Hemsworth, I believe, played Jon Snow for the final uh, three seasons and of Daenerys Game of Thrones Targaryen. and Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> and so, like, people weren't that confused about that. This should be fine. Is Liam Hemsworth just the Christopher Plummer? <laughs> now the Christopher Plummer's yeah. gone. All right, well, he does well. have six fingers on one hand. Uh, we're we're not getting Liam Hemsworth this season, right? No. So this is Henry Cavill's final season. Okay. Up, and we're officially. Did I just reveal myself as a super casual with The Witcher? Because but this is very the Angela Bloom aficionado uh, side of The Witcher conversation is not only uh, being uh, recast, but dramatically changed the character. Uh, the character knows very little. What Angela knew so much of. Josh Wiggler knows so little. Well, it wouldn't be The Witcher if characters didn't have, you know, ebbs and flows in terms of their own writing over the course of the series. So, yeah, I mean, the big ticket item coming into season three of The Witcher is that the series has been renewed for a fourth season already, but it will not be carrying forward with the same actor in the titular role. Yeah, Henry Cavill's leaving to play Superman, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, he's like, great. I don't have to grow a mustache <laughs> for this one. And then, well, it's been a year. It's been a year. I would for Henry feel Cavill. so bad for Henry Cavill if he wasn't Henry Cavill. You know what I mean? Well, like, he's also your life is fine. His he's in Warhammer right now. Sure. Uh, which is being worked on by someone who I know is familiar to both you and I, Josh, in various capacities, Rafe Judkins. Oh is, no way! I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's another yet another Amazon video game adaptation. And Henry Cavill, true to like his Witcher success huge fan of Warhammer to the point where I believe like a DLC character was modeled and named after him is going to be playing the lead role. So he very much was able to land on his feet. Don't worry. Uh, You know, there has been a lot of discrepant reports since his departure about, you know, his dissatisfaction with the producers and the writers for deviating with with the source material. Some on set saying they were having disagreements with Henry Cavill because of like you know, his own uh, way he thought the show should be run. Yeah, there's been, like, a lot of creative differences surrounding The Witcher. Yes, uh, because The Witcher is based on Andrzej Sapkowski's series of novels that he published. It was, of course, based into a a very hit series of video games, which I believe have also announced are making their return. I think Project Henry Cavill's leaving the games, too? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah, Project Wrecked, I believe, announced that they were producing a new, I don't know if it's The Witcher 4, just a game from The Witcher. Uh, That is happening as well. So The Witcher 3 was like the super popular one, right? Yeah, The yeah. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That was the big one that cleaned up at the Game Awards a few years back. Uh, so, you know, the first season, I would say, was very, I think... It's tough to say true to the books because technically a lot of the material served as like a prequel to the games especially, but to the books as well. Talking about our three main characters, Geralt of Rivia, played by Henry Cavill, at yep. least in this season. We have uh, Princess Cirilla of Sintra, played by Freya Allen, and Yennefer of Vangerberg, played by Aina Chalotra. It really focused on their three separate stories and I do mean separate. One of the most polarizing yeah. elements of season one was that essentially took place in three different timelines. This I recall because I remember hearing about that. And then once I finally started watching The Witcher, being very grateful yep. for knowing it already. I was, was like, okay, I can yeah. track what's happening because Henry Cavill is in a different time. Uh, Siri is like older in this, or she doesn't exist yet. At yeah, this she point doesn't, yeah, sure. Right, her yeah. conception is a Correct. focal point of one of the episodes of Geralt's storyline. And so once you understand that, and especially I rewatched season one and two in preparation for this it honestly makes it flow a lot better but you know a lot of people including some i know fans uh, of the podcast had said that 
They love the dynamic between Siri and Geralt. We get none of that. It is the final moment of the first season. And so season two is a lot more streamlined in many ways, all taking place in the same timeline. Siri and Geralt are now together essentially for the entire season as he is trying to train her initially just to like be a better fighter to right. utilize this, you know, newfound powers that she's going to have. We're going to get into that. Let me also just say at the top here, this podcast is going to serve as a like what you need to know. Yeah, and it's specifically good, you, Josh. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, that, that sounds like a joke. That last piece, it's not because uh, Mike went and rewatched seasons one and two. You podcasted every episode of season two. You guys podcasted about the spinoff too, right? We, we did a, a wrap up podcast about the Witcher Blood Origin, That's which it. was a four episode spinoff that released earlier this I year. I wanted to call it the Blood Moon, but I think that's a different video game, a different fantasy franchise. Yeah, exactly. Um, Man, but, remember that when the Legend of Zelda adaptation was coming to Netflix and then it's, I got the kibosh? Uh, some sort of Zelda something or other is coming. Uh, this could even be dated by the time this oh, yeah. podcast is coming out. I feel like a Zelda adaptation announcement is any day now. With Liam Hemsworth as Yeah, Lynch. no, it's going to be Henry Cavill as Ganon. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I watched The Witcher for the very first time in anticipation of season two because you had pitched, uh, I think we should be covering it, and I think Angela mm-hmm. and I should do it because Angela knows the books inside and out and is really yep. excited about the show, and we loved season one. I was like, okay, well, that's a good incentive to finally go back and check out season one. And so I watched it, and I watched it very quickly uh, as per the Netflix gods edict. <laughs> uh, I binged it like a good little binger boy, yes. uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great. The Law of Surprise prize is still just such a great concept and to me. And Henry Cavill's specific response of, uh, F. And yes. then just walking away is still, every time I watch it, tickles me to no end. I think I pulled the law of surprise on you and Angela when I said, I'm going to be on the podcast this season. And yes. then Angela, the law of no surprise, like, you boys do whatever well, you want. I think it was uh, very that's much, not how this went. Well, but. specifically <laughs> the law of surprise, right, is that you cl- you claim what is not yet happening, right? Correct. Like, well, I saved your life. I technically get dibs on like whatever bounty may come into your life, whether it be a crop yeah. or something. And in multiple cases, it happens to be a child. Yeah. Uh, and so it really was, okay, you're like, I call dibs on the next podcast you do. And it yes. ended up being The Witcher. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's definitely the backstory for how this all came together. Uh, no, but I really, I really loved season one, watched it very quickly, and then watched season two very quickly. But that was 2020. It was 2022. 2022. Surprisingly enough, it was early only a year ago. Right? It was uh, it was January of 2022. Well, technically, it was December of 2021, but That's it was it. the 17th, so it was very cuspy. That's it, because I remember watching it in the winter of 2021. Uh, so that all tracks for me. Um, I have not gone back and watched it once. Yeah. Uh, so like I've I've spent very little time thinking about The Witcher other than in like sort of the meme lordy capacity mm-hmm. of poor Henry Cavill. What an arc. Uh, like, uh, not, I'm not calling him a narc. He's not narking out. I mean, like, yeah, that may- was the problem is he busted too many people yeah. on set doing drugs. Yeah. He, he knocked down the doors. Uh, no, I, uh, you know, he comes, he, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna walk away over artistic integrity from the Witcher is what it sounds like, at least to some capacity. Superman seems to be on the other side. Then that's taken away. And it's not like he can go back and be Geralt again. I mean, people would probably be thrilled about it. But more than anything, I was kind of just like watching from the sidelines of this sort of uh, it felt a little train wrecky of like Mm. the big like the big surprise for me, the big law of surprise for me. And maybe it shouldn't have been was Henry Cavill is so great as Geralt. He is so so good. good. He's so good as this character. And I'm really supposed to just like buy even a Hemsworth taking this over and you couldn't get Chris. Uh, You know, so I am um, I'm not like crazy invested in this but i come to the witcher in a super fan uh, not a super fan a super casual capacity Mm -hmm. i would say i've really enjoyed the show when i've watched it but i don't 
uh, I had to like pull Yennefer out of my head this yeah. morning as Yennefer I was trying Vengeberg. as I was trying to remember the characters. So I think my perspective is going to be more of a super casual one. We're going to be relying a lot on your expertise, Mike. Oh boy! So. Well, we're in for uh, unsteady. Waters and we'll have and... Angela on when we can get Angela yeah. on. I'm sure. And yeah. we also have the luxury of the internet as well. The the other thing is that you know I think season two also because it streamlined our main three characters together took a job of really building out its ever-growing voluminous ensemble. This yes. is a modern fantasy show, so suffice it to say, it sports a large cast. Yeah. And so I think Julie that, Bowen's in this too, right? In modern fantasy? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she ends up... Keeps winning Emmys for she, it. It's so interesting because she ends up being like, uh, Geralt of Rivia, please help me. I can't walk. And he's like, I'll heal you. Uh-huh. I'll marry you. Yeah, and I'll marry you. <laughs> I married her! Yeah. <laughs> Tortistad. Tortistad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's be a lot of down-the-hatch energy. We sure. do apologize. Yeah. That just happens when Josh and I come I apologize here. for nothing. I apologize for nothing. Uh, yeah, so we are going to... Yeah, I need the refresher as much as the listener might need the refresher. Yeah. The show's out next week. Uh, well, well, sort of. Let's talk about this first yes. off, because this will, I think, also inform the way we're covering the show. Josh, this is territory that you and I are not too unfamiliar with, considering that this time last year... We're no strangers year, to how this goes down. Exactly, and we're never going to give it up, as this time last year, Stranger Things decided... You know what? We need to stretch the we need to stretch our, our paychecks a little bit. Yeah. Let's release the highly acclaimed, much anticipated season four of Stranger Things into two separate volumes. And Netflix apparently was a decision that paid off voluminously, uh, considering that we're encroaching upon another Ugh. Emmy season that yeah. Stranger Things is eligible for. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I guess what the results of that are going to end up so, being. So. They're doing it again, the first five episodes. Luckily, it's more of an even split, King Solomon style. First five episodes. I don't think that worked out for the baby. I don't know. I mean, a lot of bad <laughs> things happen to babies in The Witcher as well. That's uh, true. Uh, five episodes of season three are going to be released on June 29th, of course, in true Netflix style at the same time. And then a little less than a month later, July 27th, the final three episodes will release. At the very least, it's that, right? Like, it's not like a seven and two. Uh, like, yeah. I can handle a five and, and three and split a little better. It, I would imagine the episodes so far in, in seasons one and two did a very good job of sticking to the hour time frame. I don't know if, again, Netflix decides to run wild and we're going to have a two and a half hour Henry Cavill send off in The Witcher season three. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm predicting hour long episodes. Okay. Cool. I'll take hour-long episodes for sure. But yeah, so the first five are coming out next week, then the final three of the season about a month later. So you and I are going to get together and power binge the first five episodes, and we're going to record our takes on each episode as we go and release that day-long binge of The Witcher Season 3's first five episodes as a single podcast. Am I getting that right? That's right. Listen, That's we're the gonna, plan? We're going to down our elixirs, much like The Witcher uh-huh. did, become imbued with podcast energy to make us do this superhuman feat. Oh, God. I'm not only binging the first five episodes, but stopping through to just, do, for like a quick 15 minutes, give our very I'm gonna quick I'm going to have reactions. questions for you as we go, I think, oh, yeah. is how this is going to go. And that's why going back to the ever-growing ensemble, it's very much going to be a lot of, who's that guy? Yes. What does this person do? And right. hopefully this podcast will help answer some questions as to where we left the cool. world of The Witcher back in the beginning of 2022, end of 2021. But yeah, very understandably so, because I would imagine a lot of people are in the same boat. I think probably. Uh, and then I apologize to the people who are like already super hyped and ready to go, and I'm just not going to deliver, but I promise to bring the funny. I'll be like the bard. I'll You'll just sing like the songs. Yeah, I'll just toss the coins to me. And All right, well, I'll... you're going to have to grow out your hair, because it kind of has... I 
it, no. His hairstyle is still something I. It's I voluminous. Have, I have qualms with. But yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Joey Beatty, you looked hotter in season one. No I, I I cut my hair recently. Maybe I should have should have continued to grow it out. But oh. we're gonna do the the binge podcast next week, and then we're going to do. Uh, I think we're gonna keep talking about the episodes in the yep. in the uh, the weeks afterwards. And we're gonna do it similar to again. If you followed us during Stranger Things, we'll talk about them in a spoiler filled capacity. Yeah. Because I would yeah. imagine that especially these five episodes are going to build to a point having knowledge of that being able to go back and go through those episodes with more of a fine tooth comb the binge podcast you'll actually be able to like listen to us developing the takes as we go over the course of that single podcast because we'll stop uh down to record in between watching each episode so if you're looking for like where's the speculation on what's going to happen in the witcher it'll be in that podcast and by the end of that podcast we will have been proven demonstrably wrong on every single prediction we've, we've made uh so that's gonna be great i look forward to that i think that'll be really fun and then we'll have some spoiler conversations along the way probably room for guests and stuff so it's gonna be a witcher summer it will be yeah uh, which is weird because again it's been a witcher summer of the witch yeah because uh the past two seasons have been winter shows primarily which makes sense especially season two where it care more and where witchers go to winter essentially so this being a summer show i wonder if it will reflect in the is there a place where they summer on the continent well the problem is right they've been conscripted to kill monsters and usually in the winter monsters go to hibernate and so uh yeah they don't have any sort of beach houses or anything at aratusa because they like go to the beach house and the monsters are like occupying their own the problem is usually like yeah. help clear out the monsters from the beach house. They've reneged on their deal. They're not paying rent. Sure, yeah. Essentially, they've been clearing out all these Airbnbs across the continent. No rest for the witchers. Uh, I mean, that's the entire point. Yeah. yeah. The, so witchers, for those of you that might not remember, let me go like super basic. Yeah, I they're, actually like, okay, they're monster slayers. They're monster slayers. They are essentially fabricated mutants. Okay. They are children who are like go undergo these monstrous procedures when they are children to become these superhuman slayers. Okay. Literally produced to kill monsters. There was an event called the Confluence of the the Spheres, where previously this world was entirely inhabited by elves and some dwarves. Right. And then the Confluence of the Spheres happens where, for some reason, parallel, uh, parallel planets, essentially collide universes almost gates to other dimensions and humans an get incursion brought, exactly an incursion yeah. event yeah. and humans get brought over and monsters get brought over okay and so humans are then some are brought in and get experimented on to become witchers which are specifically made to kill these monsters and are paid for in kind and so the titular witcher is Geralt of Rivia someone who was made a witcher at a young age and has become one of is the he most super old Yes. So the other thing yeah. about witchers is that they do not, they age very slowly, right. which is interesting, again, going with the timelines, is that one of the reasons why it can be confusing is that you think, okay, Geralt never ages. Uh, and yeah, we see him through various periods, and neither does Yennefer of Vangerberg, who is a mage. And also yeah. similarly, through the art of magic, does not age either. Okay. All right. So he's very old. Uh, she's pretty old. She's pretty old as well. So the story of Yennefer of Vangerberg is that she previously was uh, this like run to this black sheep of the family, right. more like black pig, because they literally find her in a pig pen. She is sold off to Aratuza, which is this like magical academy because she has this She's like mag- exhibiting magical ability. Yeah, she has this magical power within her. She's actually a quarter elf. Uh one of the big storylines is that there have not there has not been a pure elf born in years. Yeah. Uh that this once teeming people of the continent They don't breed anymore. They've now been produ- reduced to a persecuted species. Got it. Uh where they were hunted down, they were cast off, they were like 
thrown to the edges of the earth, essentially, uh, live sort of in hiding in various enclaves. And for various reasons, a pureborn baby has not been born in quite some time. And so they are regarded as lesser than. And so Yennefer undergoes this sort of she's all that on steroids process in <laughs> right, the beginning yes. of season one, where, you know, she has her body radically transformed at the cost of essentially her- Violently, right? On, like, an evening, and then she has to like, go to the prom immediately after, yeah, basically? Yeah, because there's essentially... What happens is mages... If are only using, she had to take her glasses off and that was it. This is a lot pain, more involved. covered overalls, yes. but there's a lot of red involved, considering you said it's quite violent. Yeah. Usually mages are hired out to kingdoms to serve as, like, advisors. The Merlin to the King Arthur. Yeah, the consigliere, yeah. Uh, and so essentially... But she eventually becomes, after all years of doing a disillusion with the process she kind of goes off on her own her process in season one is that she is looking to have children she gave up her womb in exchange for her magical right. power the theme of the witcher is that magic always comes with a cost yeah that when you uh invoke magic you are oftentimes losing something in the process so she pursues a lot of different efforts to try to gain that fertility back in the process she comes into contact with Geralt the two of them strike something up but then it sort of dissipates there's this whole misunderstanding with a djinn where she believes that like they're only magically bound to yeah. one another and then season two, she ends season one in this awesome gesture where Nilfgaard, which is this uh, this kingdom to the north that then invades Sintra, which we'll talk about a little bit, in incredibly violent fashion, uh, they have started to take over the continent. Yes. And so Yennefer is going to get together with a bunch of other mages to say, okay, we have to take on this war effort before like the continent is truly taken over. Jennifer ends season one by producing this massive fireball. She casts like right. Firaga at maximum level. Yeah. Save- Meteor. She summons Meteor. Exactly. She saves the day, is able to like stymie off Nilfgaard, but loses her magic in the process. And right. So- and so season two story, she's like dry of magic for a lot of it. Which is a large, People didn't love it. large part of consternation people have with the characters. That yeah. season two, she not only doesn't have magic... But she makes a deal with what ends up being the big bad of season two, Voleth Mir, the Deathless Mother. She's this old, like, Baba Yaga-esque woman who lives in a hut. And Yennefer resists the temptation of, like, join with me, bind your power to mine, I will help you get your magic back. She eventually complies after, you know, going through a bunch of different misadventures. And part of what she does, which is so unforgivable and will certainly be a large hanging thing into season three, is that she will take Princess Cirilla under her wing and try to essentially give her to Nilfgaard. Right. Uh, Essentially trying to, like, sacrifice this girl in exchange for her magical power. She does gain it back because in the finale, she does sacrifice herself in a way to get Volathmir out of Cirilla, who has been possessed, back into her. And then they make like a trip to see the wild hunt for a hot second. And then when they come back, I'll need, I'll need a full read in on the wild hunt. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But Yennefer is able to get magic back again. What she might not get back at least for a little while is the trust of Geralt. Right. Yeah. He like kind of was like, you totally lied to me. And like, you're trying to kidnap my, basically my kid and all of this stuff. Uh, So yeah, they were in a dark place when last we left. With lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring 
the laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, so let's talk about Cirilla, who is the third part of this found family. Yeah. So Princess Cirilla of Sintra, like a, a Like a Targaryen princess, kind of. I mean, Freya Allen does have the white yeah. hair to show for it, and she does have the special power. So it turns out that Princess Cirilla is of what they call elder blood, which means she has this, like, magical— The old ones? Yeah, this, like— Everyone's so old on this show. They're so old. They're so old. She has this—and Freya Allen's just getting older all yeah. day. She has a little bit of Stranger Things quality in sure. her. Sure. She has this magical blood within her that— Are they going to ca- recast her eventually with another Hemsworth? Oh, I, oh that'd be Maybe. interesting. Luke yeah. Hemsworth. Yes. Uh, so they— <laughs> Luke Hemsworth plays everybody. <laughs> Liam gets the starring role, though. Yeah, but Luke Luke Hemsworth, everybody. always a bridesmaid. Well, they, they so they trace back, like, eons upon eons, where she has some, some elven blood in her as well— but it gives her these incredible magical abilities, including the voice. Mm-hmm, uh, to that's quote right. another fantasy franchise, yeah. where one of the first things we see her do in the in the first episode is like she has this powerful scream that brings down a monolith, which is this giant tower that serves as a conjunction point between universes. Yeah. Uh, to just show how much power she contains, so she was previously the princess of Sintra, which is a kingdom to the south, should I say queendom, ruled by her grandmother, Queen Calanthe. Her parents, at the time we meet her, are long gone, and she is thrust into becoming even more of an orphan as one night Nilfgaard swoops in and just slaughters everybody, including her grandmother and her grandfather. She is told with her grandmother's dying breaths, go find Geralt of Rivia. He is your destiny. We find out over the course of the season... Geralt had helped save the life of Ciri's father uh, and in exchange had said, okay, here's the law of surprise. Give me whatever comes next. What comes next is Ciri. Right. And so she is referred to as this child surprise, as this destiny. Wait, so he declares the law of surprise, the Witcher so does. So because essentially there's an entire story where— The, the husband is like a rat person who a, gets he was, transformed. He was, he was cursed to transform into a hedgehog. Right. And so, but he had saved— his wife's, his father-in-law's life, and his he had been promised the law of surprise, which ended up being this woman, Pavetta, yes. who he ends up falling in love with. And so essentially, after he saves the hedgehog man's life and the curse is broken, he's like, oh, what can I give you in exchange? He's like, oh, just give me the law of surprise. It's fine. I don't really care. And yeah. that turns out to be a child. Okay. 
Uh, so Siri is now much by her lonesome. She is able to escape the capture of the Nilfgaardian general, Kahir, uh, who is going to be one of the big bads and certainly a larger character in season two. That's the guy yes. with like the angular face. Yes, and, like, I the, know him. Amon yeah, uh, uh, Farron, I yes. believe, is the actor who, for me, is iconic as Richard Horn in Twin Peaks The Return, which oh. is maybe a thing you'll see someday. Well, he's, he's really horrifying on that yeah, show. Yeah, he's really horrific. Weird. He's a really terrible weird guy. licking, so I think it makes sense yeah, that he would he's fit got in like there. a real sinister quality seems like a great guy uh but not, a, not his characters suggest otherwise yeah unfortunately you can't judge you have to judge a book by its cover yeah his, his cover is he plays nightmare people yeah so yeah. uh she is going to spend the entire season like running away from them trying to find Geralt. she does in literally the final moments of season one and season two, she is going to get trained. Uh, the vast majority of season two for Geralt and Ciri is going to take place at Kaer Morhen, which is going to be richer right. HQ as she gets trained. That's where uh, Kim Bodnia from uh, Killing Eve is like yes. the mayor of Wichertown. Yes, he is Vesemir, uh, right. who is actually voiced by Theo James, the younger version of him, in uh, Nightmare of the Wolf, which okay. was this like, fun anime spinoff that they did uh, in between seasons one and two. The Witcher-White Lotus crossover would be pretty good, speaking yeah, of beach houses. And it's interesting, because like, Theo James could actually play a pretty good Geralt of Rivia, I think. He actually would be a pretty good substitute, yeah. Yeah, though I think he'd more When Liam Hemsworth gets tired of the job, they could give it to Theo James. Yeah, but Theo James also does such a good job of playing like a jerk that like sometimes we, Geralt's a jerk Geralt is a jerk but like he has a heart of gold at the end of the day and so yeah. the entirety of season two is essentially building this bond between them and Siri coming into her own power she's going to get trained a bit in magic as well and essentially where we come into season three is that Siri is the MacGuffin to end all MacGuffins because everyone basically throughout the content is not only alerted of her presence but also of the fact that she is special. Yes. And that there yeah. are several prophecies around her either being the one to like save the continent or end the continent. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's sort of the setup going into season three is that Siri has like this uh, Azor High reborn I, I, prophecy. I apologize her. to anyone who is listening to this out loud with their virtual assistants. We're going to be, her nickname's Siri. We're Listen, Siri. I don't know what to do. Turn it off. Uh, not I the just, podcast, but the I can't wait for the, the new thing. character Alexa to get brought in. Oh, in gosh. Three. Oh, now you're triggering everybody. <laughs> Everyone's on I'm fire. I'm an equal opportunity offender. This is the wild hunt. Uh, so, yeah, so she so she is like this uniquely special. Uh, yes. Her midi-chlorian count is off the charts that to really, she is the chosen mix a one. whole bunch of franchises together. Yeah, so she has a lot of powers that can either be used for good and for bad. And one of the big twists revealed is that the Emperor of Nilfgaard has been this unseen figure up until now. Amir is his name, the White Flame, another right. prophesied individual who, like, swooped into Nilfgaard, was able to save them, the uh, mage Frangilla, that's like she is a devout follower of him because he saved her from her conscription. And it is revealed in the final moments of season two that we thought Ciri's parents had both died in a shipwreck, but her father is actually the White Flame. Right. Okay. So wait, so her... Her father is is he this is that the hedgehog guy? Yes. Oh, so hedgehog guy is a bad guy. So hedgehog guy is a bad guy. He knew of uh, like one of the flashback scenes we see. We do a bit of a mind palace scene in season two where yeah. like we see her parents saying like they must not know who she is. Let's squirrel away in the middle of the night. And so he is acutely aware of who she is and what she's capable of. And that's why he has sent out the entire battalion to find her. Okay, so he he presented like a pretty chill dude. Yeah, but it turns 
turns out that I think something has happened to something him. has happened to him where he has become this religious fanatical leader. Okay, okay. And do the books tell us more without spoiling me? Um, they do a little bit. Is they, all of this stuff book related, so or is this is part related. of the problem with Henry Cavill and the people making no, the show? No, this stuff is is booky. I would say, and okay. that's the other thing as Bookish. well. Is Lawrence Schmidt Hisrich, uh, who is the showrunner for The Witcher, has said that season three will pull more from the books. It's specifically pulling from a time of contempt, which is her favorite book. Okay. Uh, and so I think for people that are unhappy, understandably so, book readers that are feeling like it's not a good adaptation, I think we're going to get more one-to-one stuff. They did pull some stuff like the season two opener, which is fairly separate from the rest of it, is like a Beauty and the Beast takeoff that had the guy who played Torment Giants right, yeah. is like a man who got transformed into a boar. Yeah. That's from the books. Yeah. So that's the other thing. He is had that, like a really dark thing, right? Yeah. yeah. His, where his like girlfriend's a vampire. Yeah. Uh, so season one was very episodic, in my opinion. Which, which I, I like. Which I really like. Season two went from the more serialized approach, serialized. Yes. I'm really intrigued to see how season will three Will season three go. be episodic? Will it be a little more serialized? Will it be some sort of combination? Right. Like, how much will the response to season two, which was still, I think, warm, but definitely growing colder, much like the seasons uh, that are represented on the show. Sure. Like, do you take that as an about face, or like what Stranger Things did, of like, okay, let's bring it back to what it was? Or do you say... Let's keep continuing. Let's keep expanding. Well, yeah. I mean, I also kind of feel like uh, the public perception on The Witcher right now, correct me if I'm wrong, is like a little bit like fraught. Yeah. Uh, because, well, I think it depends. Multiple perspectives, I think, have a chance of being really unhappy here. Uh, so you're a diehard fan of the show and you love Henry Cavill and he's not going to be here. And so you're mad that you're watching your finally your final Henry Cavill arc. And is it even going to be a final Henry Cavill yeah, arc. Yeah, Schmidt Hitchrich has said that the season will serve as a good farewell to Cavill, but I don't believe in the moment they knew it would be his last season. So, like, when they start back up in season four, is the story just continuing? So there's some questions about that, but I could understand some measure of reticence coming into the season from the real Cavill stand, and, like, why are we even continuing? The cavalry. The cavalry, <laughs> yeah. Like, why are we continuing past that? And then I can imagine my mom, who is not watching The Witcher, but let's say I she was. Say, I, I, like, I don't think so. Your mom's super Cool I don't think she's the watching Witcher. The Witcher, but imagine if she was, and then like at the end, she's like, "Well, that was a really good season. I can't wait for what Henry Cavill does in season four, and I'll have to be like, mom, listen, you know." So those people yeah, are going to get those some people hard that news. were like, "Wow, season four of Succession ended so interestingly. I can't wait to see what happens in season five. So it's a little bit of a catch twenty two, where it's like, on one hand, let's say this season uh, is uh, is is not that good. Uh, and now, like, Henry Cavill was right, and why are we continuing past Henry Cavill? And then on the other hand, let's say the season is really good, and it's like, damn it, but there's no more Henry Cavill. So, like, I feel like it's going to be hard to walk away from The Witcher Season 3 feeling good either way. And so I'm waiting for the law of surprise that upends that expectation for me. Like, my expectations are relatively low. Mm -hmm. I just want to have a fun time yeah. with, with the show. Uh, I'm really intrigued to, like, latch back into the plot and figure out what's going on. But my biggest tension is, like, the more meta tension of, Netflix, how are you going to justify keeping this thing going without the star of the show? This yeah. is, like, a really big deal to have your main guy walk away. Well, and especially, like, the success in a mixed capacity of building out the world, right? right? I think the the Nightmare of the Wolf movie did pretty well. That's Blood the animated. That's thing? the anime movie with Theo James. Yeah, Blood Origin not well received. Yeah, uh, and so by you and Angela too, right? By, yeah, I I think we were actually the most positive on it, and we said mid yeah. was essentially our our take on yep. it, and so I do think that they have to rethink Netflix as well. Obviously, rethinking a lot of things as to like 
can they make this their Walking Dead? And should they make this right. their Walking Dead? Right. Uh, similarly, Walking Dead, another show that like changes hands with Lee's Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, if they're thinking about turning The Witcher into the next Walking Dead, uh, that's a bad sign. Well, Geralt actually, <laughs> they've sort of dabbled in that before. Geralt does get bit by a zombie in the season one finale. Right. Oh, I'd forgotten about because that. Because they pull up to a, a camp that was sacked by Nilfgaardians, yeah. and then he gets attacked. And that has he has this whole trippy sequence where we see a bit of a flashback of like when he was taken in by the Witchers. Yes, so. yes, yeah. So I don't know. I think like maybe if season two was better received, I don't know how that changes the calculus coming into this. Uh, honestly, I think like a season that ends this current story of the Witcher and sets the the decks for a fourth season being something of a reboot would probably be the best way forward. But it sounds like that's not what they were designing this as. Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure Henry Cavill is going to take like a lethal amount of radiation uh-huh. and then he's just going to transform <laughs> and then Liam Hemsworth stands up like, who am I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be like a Doctor Who thing? I don't know. Because I don't know enough about like the Witcher the regeneration, know, yeah. yeah. Like, can you, re- can you? Um, we know that there are there are Dopplers that exist within yes. the Witcher universe who can take on the faces of others. Yeah, maybe it's a Doppler who takes on the face of Carol Rivia. Interesting. So, a couple other questions that I have for you. Where, what's up with Yaskier right now? So, Yaskier is the, he's the bard. He's the comic relief of the show. Uh, he, he was in uh, the the Blood Origin. He was the framing device uh-huh. where Mini Driver he was telling a story. Mini Driver. Mini Driver shows up to say, "You have to tell us this story. You have to come up with this song." Something, something about apples. How do you like them? Yeah. So he is the fan, one of the fan favorite characters. He is a bard who uh, has followed around these characters, has gotten brought in on their schemes. Last I saw, he was hanging out at Kiermore, and he was involved in the final conflict. So, like, he is certainly around, but knowing the transient nature of him, I would not be surprised if, like, last season, he didn't pop back up until halfway through. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, we see Joey Beatty randomly show up again. I don't think he's going to be... I don't think this is, like, a roving party of adventurers the way we start the season. Sure. Okay, so are we a little more split out when we begin, we think? I would. I don't think, Jennifer... It's interesting because the season ended with them on the ramparts of Kaer Morin, the three of them specifically, yeah. Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri. Yeah. But I don't think that's how it starts. From the way that Schmidt Hitchrich had talked about season three, like, they're very much having... Yennefer be repentant for what she did. So I okay. can't imagine that, like, she's still hanging with the crew. So I think it's very much going to be Geralt and Ciri, and then Yennefer's probably going to show up immediately in the first episode. But I think someone like... Try and take it back. Yaskier, or even Vesemir and the other witchers, who had their home, like, absolutely ransacked, and a, yeah. bunch, a possessed Ciri killed a bunch of witchers in the season finale. Are they going to forgive her for that? Yeah, I mean, I think it, they'll be like... They uh, dealt with enough monsters, like, that wasn't really you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I think that they... I don't know how what capacity they'll get, brought in i mean we're obviously recording this earlier yeah uh, i'm looking at the at least according to wikipedia like who's confirmed for season three is Geralt, siri yennefer yaskier tris marigold who is another mage who has like sort of had an on again off again flame she's been trying to kindle with Geralt. okay and dooney who is the white flame who is siri's father got it they're the only ones that are outright confirmed for season three so with all the characters and threads we left in season two, I'll be really intrigued to see yet another thing. Are we continuing with those expanding threads or are we culling back and having these characters appear like once, maybe twice in the season? Do we have any season three cast members confirmed? I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. I'm not seeing anybody. Yeah, if I there are major th- announcements, I've missed them and I would rather not know. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. if you're coming to us as like a font of knowledge as to what to expect in season three, I don't think that's this podcast. Yeah. This is more so a season one to two. Here's what you might not. Remember. Yeah. To, like to give you an edge going into season three. Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
the Wild Hunt. Yes. This is this is gestured at in the season two finale. I mean, they're outright seen. They've been mentioned a few times as like this mythical omens of death. When people right. see the wild hunt in the sky, that means that like doom and gloom is truly coming. But literally there's a point where when they're trying to fight Volith Mir from another dimension, yep. the, our main three get sucked into the portal. Right. They wind up in this And it sort of looks like New York City did the other week. Exactly. Yeah. So you could be understandable that, again, the Wild Hunt were on the horizon. So it's interesting. Like Batman in his duster could show up at any point because right. it's like the nightmare sequence or from like Snyder Cut. Or like the Blues Brothers, which I watched on a plane trip recently. Like, I'm not Blues Brothers. Yeah, Riders in yeah. the Sky, right? right. Like these, these spectral figures that appear... We actually see them, and they're calling out to Siri, saying, like, you must join us. Now, interestingly, Blood Origin gives, for lack of a better term, a bit more of an origin. Okay, on the Wild Blood Hunt. Origin talks about, again, the confluence of the spheres, and one of the reasons that happened is— I remember when the Wild Hunt showed up on the show and people were losing their minds about the Wild Hunt, that I did, like, a big Wikipedia deep dive into the Wild Hunt, and there was, like, extra-dimensional-type stuff. Yeah, or... so essentially there's a mage—one uh, of the, the, the big bads of the Witcher Blood Origin has been, like, experimenting with interdimensional travel. Yeah. And so he essentially opens up the portal, and at one point he does banish a group of elves to this very familiar-looking plane, and it's discovered that they became the Wild Hunt. Okay, and so the Wild Hunt is a group? It's a group. Okay. That they're, uh, you know, they're the, the dangerous boys. Yeah. You know, the dangerous knights crew. Uh-huh. Uh, so they run... They used to be real pieces of shit? They still kind of are. Okay. They, they run deep uh, in that, like, now they've just become kind of these ghostly-looking figures that appear as ominous signs. Yeah. But, Stami, you've heard this one before, they also want Siri. Sure, of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? So, so they pop up at the end of season two. I don't know how large of a role they'll play in episode three because, A, they exist in another plane. Yeah. Uh, but, B, like, to your point, they are a large part of the Witcher mythology. An entire-ass game is named after so them. So the question is kind of like, are they being primed for season three of the Witcher or are they being primed for more Witcher endgame? In right, which exactly. case, uh, we'll have to wait for Liam to handle that situation. But there's a chance that they're like the thing to deal with in season three. Right. From what I That's my expectation coming into this, and I don't, I don't think know. I'll be like super disappointed could, could, listen, if that's not ga- what happens. Game but... three is about the wild hunt, season three could be about the wild hunt. Yeah. From what I have gleaned, we're gonna be expecting about a year to pass between seasons okay. two and three. Got it. So I don't know if it's a like, yeah, let's just not talk about this anymore. We have bigger fish to fry because Siri is also the subject of like an entire it's a mad 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 world esque chase between several different factions. Okay. Okay. Um all right, so it could be like all roads lead to Siri and that's... that I think that very much is going to be the theme. And so I okay. think which I'm happy about as much as I enjoyed parts of season two. I I like if we're going back to the almost last of us journeyman esque quality of like let's go to a different place every episode, which you would imagine they'd kind of be forced to do if they're on the run. Got it. Um, what else do we need to know? There are so many other characters and storylines, but I think it'd be easier if yeah. I ease you into those waters as they get brought okay, up. Okay, great. I don't, don't want to overburden you in the audience by like mentioning all these names initially, only for them not to end up. Sure, I think important. that that's fair. So I feel like we've got like the basics down, right? Yeah. Uh, there's trouble one hundred one. Trouble, trouble in paradise with Geralt and Yennefer. Uh, Yennefer's got her magic back, but maybe she's gonna be but at in, what price? At what price? Uh, Siri has like activated her powers but also at what cost as she's killed a bunch of witchers lots of people have her on her rate on their radar also her dad is now a secret fanatical bad guy 
Uh, so we have to see how that goes. And we should prepare uh, to say goodbye to Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivia. And that's basically what we need to know going into this thing. Yeah, those are the major bullet points. Okay, great. I mean, listen, season two brought in like... This new- is very fun for me because I get to now put myself in the role of the podcast listener, having been on the other side of this. Like, okay, here's everything you need to know to get prepared for the show that's coming up. Uh, and I'm always like, did I prepare them? Did it work? And now I get to report back well, because you're my binge watch, Mike. And how did it go? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Well, I'll tell you on the other side of the first I five episodes of season three. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if I adequately trained you. I or feel if, ready. Or if, like Siri, you're going to get like knocked on your ass. It's possible. Time. It's possible. Okay, so season three kicks off. Next week is where the first five episodes are going to drop. Uh, June 29th is mm-hmm. when uh, the show begins. Uh, we're going to have our binge-a-thon, our Witcher watch-along. Yes. It's not a live watch-along. It's a listen-along. Uh, we'll be watching it. We'll stop down. We'll record. Then we'll put the podcast out, and you can listen to it at your pace and hear how much Mike and I get wrong along yep. the way, especially me. I'm going to get so much wrong. <laughs> What if I predict the ending exactly, though? I mean, I would love it. That would mean that you're the special one, that you're like the one who was prophesized to That'd be, be great. The, and then you get a call from Netflix being like, you must, you are going to be yeah. recast as Liam Hemsworth. Like, I mean, listen, it all comes full circle. I do think of myself as, if not a hedgehog person, a wombat person. So yeah, maybe I've in got the same family. something in common with, with that guy. So we'll do the watch along, and then we will be digging into the episodes in the weeks to come afterwards. But we're officially in the season of The Witch. Yeah, so we're going to be, you know, release them on a on a pretty like every other day drip just about we're gonna be like monday wednesday fridays that's I think the we, game plan things yeah. could shift we'll I mean, see listen we have about a month between seasons so i think it'd be a good way to kind of like parse things through before we then get the last three we'll episodes. hang out with the witcher for the for the month of july at least and then a bit into august as well so yeah we're gonna have a summer long uh witcher affair it's gonna yeah. be gonna be nice alongside all the other stuff that we've got going on mike bloom including down the hatch going into Battlestar Galactica territory in which the shoe is on the other foot yes. uh, where I'm going to have to lead you by the nose through Battlestar Galactica because you've never seen it before. Well, I have a big nose, so it's fairly easy uh, listen, to lead. I, I will say, let's talk about uh, Battlestar Galactica, Jason McCormick, Nightmare of the Wolf. The main female character is voiced by Mary McDonald. Hey, how about that? President Laura. Uh, love to see it. I think by the time this podcast is coming out, our Battlestar Galactica uh, coverage has launched. Yes. We have not yet started watching the uh, first season, but we have watched the miniseries, which you have to go and watch. It's effectively the sprawling pilot, so make sure you check that out. Then listen to the Down the Hatch coverage, and around the same time that The Witcher Season 3 is coming out uh, shall be the same time that our first episode recap of Season 1, Episode 1 of BSG is coming out as well. So yeah, it's a real summer of Josh and Mike. We've got it going on here, folks, so uh, subscribe to all that stuff. PostShowRecaps.com slash Down the Hatch. I think this is PostShowRecaps.com slash Witcher. If yes. it's not, it will be. Yes, it'll be in the Witcher feed. It'll also be in the Binge Show Recaps feed as mm-hmm. well. PostShowRecaps.com yeah. slash Binge. But yeah, I think we're going to kickstart the uh, Witcher feed back up and on yes, this. Yes, for sure. So we hope you're subscribed. Otherwise, how did you find us? We'd love to know. Uh, uh, did you portal in here? Did you portal in here? Um, and then are we still going to have your incredible Witcher toss a coin to your podcaster? Oh, yeah, on? I think so. We'll definitely use that for the time being until we hear the next Yaskier oh, song, in which I'll have to pen a new tale. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so we'll listen up for the next song. And what else? 
I'm otherwise I'm staying in space right now. It's nice to have some fantasy to break yeah. out from the space stuff. I'm covering Star Trek. Strange You're in new so worlds. many strange new worlds. Yes, right now. I'm covering Star Wars as well. The Road to Ahsoka, which is a, a podcast series that we're kicking off this week. Uh, and additionally, I have been on my Netflix BS because I was recently covering Black Mirror alongside Grace and LT. I watched all five episodes and give my uh, spoiler-filled coverage of nice. it, as I loosely alluded to in the beginning of this podcast. So. Amazing. Uh, so check out the Black Mirror podcast coverage and stay tuned for more Witcher, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I am. I was... Uh, this uh, this show kind of crept up on me uh, oh, yeah. in terms of its return, uh, but it's been a minute. Since huh? I- Netflix isn't good at advertising their return I don't, series. I don't know, but I'm uh, I do feel like on the other side of Succession, Ted Lasso, Yellow Jackets, a lot of those shows that I was covering pretty aggressively in the spring. I do feel like I'm craving some sort of like high fantasy adventure. Yeah. This could be because I'm on the other side of having played Final Fantasy 16, uh, and I'm also like deeply immersed in Zelda Tears of the well, Kingdom right it's now. Also been a little... So I'm like, in a fantasy vibe right now, so to have a fantasy show on top of it, I'm pretty pretty excited about. And it's been a while. Last year was the big glut with House of the Dragon, Dragon Lord Rings of, the Rings of Power, time, yeah. Willow, but until the Wheel of Time comes back this fall, I feel like it's been a while since we've had something. Well, Witcher will lead pretty nicely up to Wheel of Time, so yeah. Post your recaps back on our fantasy bullshit. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but we're happy. Cool. Uh, we're gonna, you know, live as long as Geralt does when it comes to fantasy stuff that's out there in terms of coverage. Is that a promise? Because I want to live forever, Mike. Okay. Well, I've got an elixir for you. Okay. Get ready to take undergo the trial of the grasses. All right. Bottoms up, down the hatch, as they say, and uh, let's come back next week to talk about The Witcher season three. All right. Let's do it. So next time you hear from Josh and I, we're going to do our madcap blitz through The Witcher season three, recording our thoughts after each episode as it goes. Until then, everybody. Hope you all are doing your own catch-ups for The Witcher as well. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.